Some episodes might not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. And that's where Marson, or Marson, Marson, <laughs> what the Marson? I'm, I'm combining Marson's my evil twin like brother. Me. It is. Actually, it says good brother, not, not evil. I was getting there. Where did we get, I know the M was Mercer. Where did the arson come from? Arson. Well, because he is an arsonist, let's He's be honest. No! Yes. Yes, he is. That's lame. No. Funny, but lame. Hey, hey, like I said. Tracks, where man. did the name Marson come from? I don't know. I really don't. And you, I swear I've had nothing to drink today. Um, Battle in Paradise begins as the party sets sail for the edge of the world, utilizing the map they obtained in the College of Ether to set out for the astral plane. With only three weeks to make the journey, and with the entire Blackrift Armada in close pursuit, the party is forced to plot a course through the westward straits, a mostly uncharted stretch of sea. Caught in unnatural currents, the party's ship is dragged to an island paradise where locals live an idyllic, peaceful life. But the longer they remain, the more it becomes obvious that something is wrong with this island. The party is unable to leave, Strange creatures live in the jungle. The locals suffer from extensive memory loss. Can the party track down the island's mysterious nature spirit and bargain for their freedom? And if they do, will they survive confronting the combined might of the Black Rift forces? Only the worthy will survive. Last time we were together, and so rudely interrupted by the expiration of time. You guys had finished your work in the Transcendental Library. You got past the Clockwork uh, Clockwork Sphinx. Clockwork Sphinx. Which I found a Sphinx miniature that I have from Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica. And I'm looking at this going paint that silver into a golden sort of color and we have the freaking sphinx right here there you go dang it and then you found all the capsules with all the cursed items in it and everything now the lady is still with us correct yes at the end of that when you guys finally got out of the library Locke grabbed Ibsena and started flying back down to the water and Mercer had handed him the bottle no not the map the bottle that had the ship in it because you guys were all floating on the flying cane at five feet around, whereas Lockdown's flying 20 feet around. So he's like, give me the bottle. I'll go down, get the ship going. That way, when you guys finally make it down there, you have something to land on instead of just the water to land in. Okay. Well, because I did give him the scroll, too, for the map. I don't think he ever get, uh, let go of the scroll from the begin with, because he had the, the scroll. No, I did. Oh, that's right. He was just arguing with you because you were going blue first. No, Matt. No, blue first. Yeah. yeah. And Mercer. <laughs> like, I, like I said, dude, I've been wordsmithing this for a good solid month. And I'll probably still work on wordsmithing it because we got, what, four books? Yeah. Uh, this is book ways. nine. Yeah. Book 
12 is technically the end, but book 13 is a bonus where you guys actually get to do stuff in the astral plane. But, I mean, we get there at the end of book 12. <clears throat> yes, you get your wish at the end of book 12. Yeah, so I still got four books to... Assuming you don't die between now and then. True. <laughs> True. Mercer's coming pretty darn close. Yeah, well, times. I will say at least a little bit. Like I said, I didn't take Remove Curse because I didn't... I didn't want to cheese the reason why I switched characters. Well, he just switched it because he wanted to get removed curse. No, I didn't. I didn't do that. I didn't, I, I'm not even planning on. We haven't even gotten into that yet. Well, no, but I'm just saying, like, when when someone sits there and you know, because there's there'll probably be at least one person. They're gonna be like, well, why did he change his class to a cleric? Is it because he wanted to remove curse to take care of the the curse that's on Mercer? No, I intentionally not taking that to avoid to. I'm just not taking the, the spell. Mm-hmm. That and that, that, there's no uh, there's no guarantee that it's gonna work either. Yeah. <laughs> Super age old, heightened, powerful, ancient great worm, level seven cleric. Thing is, conceptually by rules as written, it's a curse. Anything can be removed by a removed curse. Oh, and. I'm just saying. I, well, no, I, I'll go ahead and clarify this right now. You were told at the end of the last episode. Oh, my last email. That I that was. Ibsena <laughs> looked right at Mercer and said, that wasn't a curse. That was something far, far worse than a curse. Yeah. And she nearly knocked you unconscious if you hadn't fallen oh, she, unconscious. She did knock me unconscious. I was out for a few minutes. Oh. No, her trying to pull the curse out of you is what oh, knocked yeah. you yeah. She didn't intentionally, no, but she was no. irate with you. No. Because she's like, you lied to me and I almost died trying to help you. Hey, that's what he knew. Also, by the way, we do have, and, and I mean, we could even swing it this way depending on what the plate armor is. We have, because we, we unlocked all six of those um, baubles, the, the imprisonment of all the cursed items. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, potentially, this plate armor could be very valuable to Celine as she shifts. I remember because there is. I, I remember you getting the armor. I don't. Rem- I have to look up specifically what the armor is because it said. Um, it's, you, you just said plate armor is all you told me. I I know, but from what I read in the book, it said referred to something in the DMG to get the exact. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying, like, because I have the Oni Mask, the Plate Armor, the Onyx Wolf, the Brass Lamp, the Battle Axe, the Scroll, which is the map of the end of the world. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> Mercer's taking the Oni Mask. Okay. There's no discussion on, on that one. <laughs> he, he will literally kick someone in the shin to death for it. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> okay, how long have we been, how long, you know... And conceptually for the game purposes. Mm-hmm. Mercer has wore a mask for at least two-thirds of our campaign. Technically, so has Celine, because you never said she took the dragon mask off. No, but, like, that one's kind of like, you know... But the thing is, like, Mercer's gone out of his way to make sure he always has his face partially covered. Yes so, and no. there was the Oni mask, then there was the dragon mask... And then there was a glamour piece 
an argument could be made that you didn't always because you didn't always mention that you had you kept it on, and I'm pretty sure it's because you forgot you had. No, it. I just uh, there's no good. There hasn't been a good time to change one of my spells to a 15 foot coat for the uh, dragon mask. Hmm. I just I've not had a good time to use it. That was interesting. Okay. Uh, I gotta find this darn thing. Well, I mean, I can look it up real quick if you tell me. I have. I'm trying to remember what it was without going back to that other book. My guess was it's either the demon armor or. Um, I highly doubt it's the arm, the the mail or the plate of invulnerability. Because holy ball sacks, if it is. <laughs> Because that's a legendary... You guys have already gotten a few legendary items already. Yeah, because we're cool like that. Well, other than like the um, the compass and the, the, the adamantium core shell, what else has been legendary? The glue? Uh, no, the glue isn't. It's very rare. The solvent is legendary. What was that glue called? Sovereign glue. Oh, I guess it is legendary. Yeah, I was about to say. I know what I saw. Yeah, no. I still have those, by the way. <laughs> I have not forgotten that one. <laughs> I almost, <laughs> almost used it on the Sphinx. Almost? Catapult glue into its chest of components. Good luck getting that crap off. Oh, Lord. One minute later, it's seized permanently. Just for... The only thing that was in its chest was locked on when it got trapped in it. Yes, but it opened up its chest at one point. Yeah, that, it I, did that in the course of a round to go... Yeah, I almost... I hold my reaction till the chest opens up and catapult the glue in there. Oh into the God. center of it. Yes. Where the heck are cursed items? What the heck? Because I know, I know the like demon armor is cursed. I was thinking it was on like page one fifty five or something, but I am not seeing page one sixty five. Is it one sixty five? I'm assuming that's the armor. Demon armor. While wearing this armor, you gain a plus one AC bonus. You can understand and speak abyssal. In addition, the armor claws turn into or allow you to do unarmed strikes for uh, uh, D eight damage plus one bonus attack and roll and then it's cursed and you can't doff this armor until it's been removed cursed or a similar magic so that's why I'm assuming well, it's that <clears throat> I mean unless unless it's a I mean there are a couple other ones that are like legendary I think that's that is what it was. I don't honestly remember. And I'm pretty sure I don't have the book on me. I have every other book. I just don't have that one on me right now. No, because we're going to need that because of all those. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go harass the lady to uncurse all of that. Well, <laughs> hang on a sec. Until I fail three death saves, I'm not dead. <laughs> I may be seeing the light. I may see that door, that door. I may be standing on the verge of it. 
Until that third one ticks. Do me a favor, pull up a calculator real quick on your computer. Because you guys were 400 feet in the air. Yep. And I want to figure out if you're using that oh, orthopter thing. We are. Five feet 80 around. rounds. Is it 80 rounds? Mm-hmm. So eight minutes. Eight minutes to descend 400 feet? Yeah, because it's, it's, it's 10 rounds a minute. So if there's 80... Where are we getting eight from? The eighty, because if there's that's eighty rounds, so if you divide that by ten, that gives you eight. That tells you how many minutes it's going to take to fall down from four hundred feet. Because mm-hmm. four hundred divided by five is eighty, so that means that there are eighty rounds from point A to point B. If it takes ten rounds per minute. You divide that 80 by 10, that gives you the minutes. So even at five feet around, you guys are still going pretty flipping fast. Not really. I mean, it's just five feet, but it's five, 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 five every six seconds. So in 30 seconds, you've traveled um, 36. Well, 30 feet. I mean, conceptually, yes. Mm-hmm. But game mechanic-wise, no. We're going super slow. Because <laughs> every six seconds, it's basically... That's how far we're falling. Still, I could see that looking really, really fast. If I didn't still have a use for that levitation belt, Mercer would do his infamous swan dive. Nice. Woohoo! Which, since it's all gone and over with, you could have used the belt, left it in the astral room while it was still on for an hour, and recharged it. Mm. Yeah, but I didn't. I haven't used it yet, so I still have my charge, <clears throat> and I've not had a reason to use it yet. Sometime today would be nice. Now, however, I will say I did read something in the DMG in my last game that could potentially be super cheese. Oh. So if you take two bags of holding, you put them inside of each other. Oh, no. They explode, creating a rift to the astral plane. You can travel through that rift. Okay, but how do you survive the explosion? Yeah. The ex- you just get sucked in. Oh, so gosh. all of a sudden, you're just instantly in the astral plane. Oh. Yeah, but those those bags are still magical. So the means by which you created the, the rift was still magic. And Beryl is immune to magic. Hmm. So while you guys would all go through, Beryl's sitting back here on the material plane going... Well, well the rift is... So, no, it's, it's the implosion that creates it. Afterwards, it's just a tear in space and time. Right, but the origins of that creation came from a magical Mm -hmm. bag. Yeah. I think you're just arguing semantics at this point. But yeah, I was like, do I try it? Do I cheese the game? Do it. 
Here, we're just going to skip an entire book. Congratulations, you're in the astral plane. <laughs> oh, you guys wouldn't be skipping a book. You'd be skipping, like... The whole book. The rest of the flipping series. Oh, my God. Oh, that's right. Cause that, well, I, I, realized, I figured we would... We were going to have some stuff to do in the astral plane. That's I, book 13. That's the bonus book. Because, you know, I thought, you know, we still need to get Ash... Or, um, Barrel bolstered a little bit before it can actually accommodate the wish. Yeah. One way or another, yeah. But yeah, so I need to know what those items are and get them removed curse. Well, while I... It's trying to load, it shows it's loading, and then it stops and goes back and starts loading again. And then it stops and goes back and starts loading again. Man, I've been looking forward to this Oni mask, trying to figure out what the heck it is. Because I'm not, I'm not aware of like any actual DMG mask. Well, not everything that comes out of these books is directly out of one of the core rule books. Well, yeah, that's why I was like, I was excited for this mask. <sighs> okay. Well, that's doing that thing. Here. Smart Kent was smart and put his books in his uh, box instead of leaving it at home. And I gotta set this up too because we will need this tonight. So I have a new miniature that I may or may not be using at some point tonight. I have a new set of dice I unexpectedly got that are, for the first time ever, I'm going to try and use metal dice. Woo woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How do you like, do you show James your new metal Yeah, I, I showed him. Oh, he said they look a lot like his uh, blue ones that he has, because mm-hmm. yeah, they're they metal. Might. With gold borders and gold-colored numbers. Well, they're all from overseas in China anyway, well, so yeah. let's, let's be let's be real. That's probably. I'm, I'm just I'm I'm seeing these break through this temporary bowl that I made. I will highly recommend you get foam. Oh yeah, at some point I'm actually going to layer one of these with foam, or take one of our specialty dice boxes, like kind of like the one you mm-hmm. guys have. Yeah. And do like what she did to her box. Mm-hmm. I would put the, for the metal ones, thicker foam. Because it will, the felt, like the little foam that she put on there, it's going to go through it real quick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could, you could look at mine. Like, so there, like paperboard foam or something? Uh, I like, foam you need, you need, yeah, you need to use like the quarter inch thick. Because. What is this? Just really thick foam. Where did you get this from? I got a Walmart. I haven't seen them have any since I bought the one pack. I mean, it wouldn't be that hard to double up on yeah, that exactly. foam, too. No, no, but uh, you need more than that. You need yeah. more than the eighth inch because, yeah. like, this one, you can already see all the pits and stuff from the points hitting the foam, hmm. like, and going through it. Like, not all the way through because I'm using such thick foam, but in all the trays that I've I've done with this, mm-hmm. like, you can you can see that there is wear and tear on the foam from just the um so what are you going to do when you run out of that foam to replace them there i can go to like joanne's fabric or i can go to hobby lobby or you know any one of those you know michaels Hmm. and and buy some more foam 
before I forget, we also have our giant cardboard D20. Of yeah. Doom! 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 And I rolled a three. <laughs> ah, so new dice, uh, new miniature, cardboard dice, second, uh, this is actually, so I have three Dungeon Master screens in my possession. Yeah. And at any given time, I use two of them because they are directly appropriate for this game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, all right, so we've got the ship set up. Um, now that the one who turns the page is part of your group, the scriptorium room here. Yep. And I think uh, it said on his card, like, something he could do once a day. I or... didn't have his card yet. Or at least I don't believe so. Uh, let's see here. Go back through my photos. So, Axiomatic Mind... The one who turns the page has advantage on saving throws against being frightened, charmed, or intimidated. Uh, innate spell casting and a list of spells. His attacks are considered to be magical. He does have a cane that he produces out of his arm that's treated like a bludgeoning weapon. The gear toss attack, which you guys saw when you were fighting the clockwork sphinx. And then the build helper ability, where he can... <clears throat> Uh, take mis mi mismatched parts and fashion them into a single clockwork helper, equivalent to that of a mono drone, um, for one minute. Oh. And that was a lifesaver when you guys first tried to take on the clockwork sphinx, and in a matter of like four rounds, we're almost dead. Everybody was down. Yeah, it was super. Um, do you want to take a picture of this? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> oh, card down. Card down. I really like the depiction picture that they made on that, too. I mean, that's excessively detailed. That's a good picture. Probably actually one of the ones I like the most out of all the ones we have. I like the telescope one, too. Um, but I only have the details. I don't actually have what it looks like. Well, luckily for you, I have all the cards. Yep. Uh, the arcane telescope yeah so you guys have Hal Hawkshaw his character uh, you have uh, the spirit steam elemental who's fused with Bob Stratus technically um, I know he can separate, but yeah. for the most part, he, he stays with Bob Stratus. Yeah, Seth just kind of uses Bob. Well, you, like you a, understand uh, why he does that, yeah, right? Protection, because he doesn't get blown off the ship. Exactly. That and it's, it's overbright cloud constructed into a golem. I mean, it's like... Super tough. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we got Hal Hawkshaw, Spirit of Elemental Steam, Bolo Tin Tucker... There's the Heart of Gaius, which was from the Mysterious Book 4 that we don't have on the podcast. Uh, it's food! Cleavy from um, Maze of the Leviathan. Yeah, there's neither option I cared for there. 
Huh? I said neither option I really cared for there. Well, you didn't really get a choice. You went out of your way and just killed your first choice right off the bat. Oh, okay. You know, like, like you know, like Mercer <laughs> does. Things Blow happen. things up first, ask questions second. Right. That's just how it works. Well, and with the way you guys made your choices in that particular book, there was no way you were going to get Glurm to join you anyway because you never bothered to search for his hammer. No. And you'd walked right past it without realizing it. That's all right. <laughs> Ouch. Um... Then you've got the Arcanum from Race of the uh, Race to the Sunken Star, uh, the Arcane Telescope from Forge of the Dragon Lord, and now we have the one who turns the page from Raid on the Library of Secrets. Which, thank God, we're done with Raid on the Library of Secrets. Yes. I'm gonna. I. I like to think that 14 episodes is more than enough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Puzzles suck. I'm ready to move on. We are now going into Battle in Paradise. So as you guys descend down to the ocean, uh, the clouds slowly start to clear away and everything, and sitting down there, you see your ship, and everybody on it and locked on trying to explain to everybody what the heck just happened and uh, yeah as you guys descend down what are you doing well the first thing mercer does is he goes over to um the curse eater oh no you guys are still descending down yeah i know like just, She's down there on the ship. You guys are still descending down. Mercer's like sitting there tapping his toe. He's like, come on, come on. Like, half tempted to have you deactivate this thing so we can just fall and then reactivate it when we get closer. No, nah, man. That's a bad idea. Don't, please don't do that. Well, it's a good thing that Mercer doesn't have attunement to it right now. Yeah. Celine does. God. She's smarter. In that regard. <laughs> Um, so, like I said, Mercer, Mercer is, like, just oh, tapping his toe, like, come on, come on, come on. He's being super impatient. Bro, chill. Enjoy the ride. It's boring, and we got things to do, places Man, to be, and enjoy the view. dragons to kill. Um, it's going to two minutes and just enjoy <laughs> life, man. It's going to be eight minutes. Okay. <sighs> you can spare eight minutes to just chill. No. Oh, my God. Nope, nope. Then shut up. You're so negative, man. Watch out! Kicks her in the shit, and it jumps off. Ah! It jumps off the... Yep. Uh. And just a few feet before it happens, whack, hits his belt. Levitate. Idiot. <laughs> and it lands on the boat. Oh, that is such a poor, poor use for that belt. Oh, man. Ah, uh, so... Yep, there he goes. Bye. <laughs> and he walks over to the the lady who eats the curses. It's like, okay, need your services. Wait a sec, hold on. How many people could you carry on that cane? Six. Mercer, Esther, Celine, Zabak, the one who turns the page. Locked on can fly. Barrel. Barrel, barrel can fly. Mm, it's okay, locked on. 
Lockdown flew down with Absinthe. Okay, so you do still have your clockwork librarian because you had room for him to hang on. Come on, okay. buddy. That's why I was... Yeah, because we had just enough on there, so Lock took her. So, yeah. So, they'll, okay. they'll catch up when they get here. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, Mercer walks over right away. It's just like, got things free to eat. Need your help. <clears throat> uh, now, I'm going to continue using your miniature, despite the fact that he looks nothing like a dragonborn. <laughs> well, he doesn't look like a gnome either, so. Looks more like a gnome than he does a dragonborn. <laughs> For now. For now. <laughs> My revenge will come. Oh, uh, okay, so. <clears throat> so, like I said, he walks over there and he's just like. And you see her. She's like sitting there like huffing and breathing and coughing. You can tell she did not enjoy that massive flight down. Nope. Didn't care for it either. Alright, so we are... Do-do-do-do-do. So, Oni Mask first. Alright. Give me just a sec here. I need to read up on one little thing. So I okay, I found what I was looking for. Alright. So you can tell she's not feeling too well. What's the first one you want? Uh well the first I asked her, I'm like, are you good to do this? I have five other items that you have to decurse. She goes. <laughs> Yeah, I, th I think I think so. Wait, which, what other items did you have? So the Oni mask first. Okay. So you, you hand her the Oni mask. She takes it. And the same thing. Her eyes start to glow. And you see some, just like a, a minor shade of darkness. Like a shadow almost. From the mask starts to get pulled out of the mask. Into her hands and then fades away. Mm-hmm. And it's almost as if any cuts or bruises or anything she would have had on her seemed to fade away. What? She heals from it. Kind of. Kind of. Her her ability to eat curses sort of empowers her. Okay. And she goes, okay. Here's your mask. Okay. Uh, next one, plate armor. <sighs> okay. The armor takes a second because you're like, oh, you got this big honking thing of just armor. And so she, I assume you're laying it down on the, mm -hmm. the deck. So she kneels down to one knee, puts her hands on it. Same thing, just, and drinks in the darkness again. She's essentially turned her body into a way of being able to um, negate and purify darkness while simultaneously empowering herself using it. Sort of like how a necromancer who's good aligned will use the dead to defeat evil. Mm -hmm. Same concept. <coughs> okay. Okay. You need a minute, or your, your armor? Your armor's good. Okay. We. I mean, if you need a moment, we can circle back and do this. No, cause I. We're either gonna do this now, or I'm going to get out of here. Okay, then. Next is the um, uh, battle axe. Okay. 
And she holds the axe. She's like, Oof. Uh, I'm not used to weapons like these. These things are heavy. Yes. Uh, all right. And once again, she starts to drink the curse out of it. This time, though, when she starts to pull the curse out, her body actually starts to glow even more. And uh, you see her pull the darkness out of it and everything. She sits the axe back down and she's like, Okay, now I need a minute. Okay. Yeah. If I'm not physically strong, I... <clears throat> and her whole body just bursts out like being stuck on a device in the shape of an X. Ah, uh, And she gets yanked up into the air, screaming <sighs> bloody... It's Vecna! <laughs> you get over there. Bro, um, are you pulling some Stranger Things crap? No. <laughs> I don't like this. No. But she starts to scream, and you just, you see like this semi-dark, blood-red sort of aura start to create a sphere, a very transparent sphere around her. Oh, okay. no. Hold on a second. I don't like this. I don't like this. Oh, this poor lady. What have we brought onto her? Um, well, we're probably, that's been, how, how long is it taking her to do this? It takes her a round to use the ability. Okay, so three rounds. Counterspell is reaction. I'm just, I'm just thinking, so we were 80 feet up, three rounds, that's uh, 15 feet down, plus it probably took, realistically, it took a couple rounds for Mercer to fall all that way. So, at this point, we are probably closer to about 50 feet from the ship. Oh, you're talking about everybody else that's still on the Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. So, Celine sees this happens. Mm-hmm. I need a wisdom saving throw from her. Are you doing counterspell? Yes. You're doing counterspell? No. Oh, because I was going to try to do counterspell. No. It's a 24. Okay, she saves. You're right, these metal dice do work out really well. (laughs) As I start to get a look from my wife, regretting getting me metal dice. As a reaction, I want to try to cast Counterspell. At her? At, yeah, yes. You attempt to... How far away are you guys? I I don't know where they are. But exactly how Celine is like 50 feet up in the air and well, they're still Mercer's with, right there. They're all still with Celine mm-hmm. because they were hanging on to the ornithopter. Oh, then the she'd feet. be 50 feet. So what's the range of that spell? 60, I, I don't, 60 feet. Is it 60? Yeah. Okay. I don't know the exact you wording. You attempt to interrupt a creature casting a spell. If the creature is casting a third level or lower spell, their spell fails. Okay. If casting at fourth level or higher, they have to make an ability check with their spell casting ability. DC ten plus spell level to counter it. So she would have to roll. Is this is whatever's happening a spell for one? Two. Is it third level or lower? If I can already tell you, it's not third level or lower. I had a feeling it wouldn't be, but still, I guess right. So, hang so, on a second. At this point, you can still go ahead and roll. Okay. Yep, D20 plus your spellcasting modifier. Okay. 
Oh, no. Oh, no. I got one. Never mind. <laughs> you don't have to bother. Well, I mean, you still have price to look it up. Oh, I think I'm gassed out anyway. No, you guys got the equivalency to a long rest when Beryl oh. went into the astral room and his powers matured and everything. Okay. He let off a burst that okay. gave that healed you guys and gave you all the equivalent to a long rest. So in that, okay, so Celine casts a spell. Mm-hmm. She has a reaction, so she tries the same thing. Who what? Oh wait, no, she doesn't have counter spell. She has. Um. Uh, dispel magic. That's an action. Of, never mind. I have to wait till next round to do it. Okay. <coughs> Counterspell is basically just like my dispel magic. That's why I was thinking it was the same. But mine's an action. Yours is a reaction. reaction. Yeah. Mm. Which is a fantastic one to have, by the way. Oh, good, crap! Good pickup. Tried to help. Did not help. <laughs> <laughs> so as this screaming con- continues to go on, this dark red transparent orb that's revolved around her mm-hmm. has started to take on a... This a, is just a descri- form. A form, yeah. This is mostly just descriptive, so don't get the wrong idea here, but it kind of takes on the form of a glabberzoo. A what? Sur- the, the demon that's possess- that's possessing her body. Oh. Yeah, so, uh... Oh, crap. Mercer's going to real quick. Uh, Boom! Demon, it's a demon, it's a demon! Shoot it right at the red form. Okay, so roll your damn... Roll the hit. Man, I ain't messing with That's going to be a 19 to hit. Heck yeah. Okay, roll your damage. Now, is that your Eldritch Cannon, or is that the Hand Cannon? It's the, uh... No, it would be the Eldritch Cannon. Okay. Uh, 12 points. It's taken on that form of that Glabrazoo And I'm, I'm intentionally aiming up above, like, where she is. Like, I'm intending just... The, oh, yeah, I, I get that. Okay. But you shoot, and you see the physical shot mm-hmm. come up. It swings its pincher... And the spell ref- deflects back and hits you oh. for the damage that you rolled. Ouch. Tough break, buddy. So here's a question for you. What's that? Doesn't it have to beat my AC? Hit me. Was your attack roll going to beat your AC? I got a 20 because I got my shield. Mm. Well, you said you rolled a 19. Correct. No, I rolled a total of a 19 to hit. Oh, okay. So... All right, then in that case, then yeah. I deflect it with my shield. Yeah. No touchy! (laughs) Now you see the Glabrazoo form go back into the orb, and it reforms again into a basic red dragon shape. Uh. And this is the first time Mercer is starting to get the idea that maybe that curse that Lux put on him wasn't necessarily a curse. Uh Uh-oh. But affected him in some other way because all he knows is that she put her claw around him and blew smoke at him he never physically saw what she did yeah and then when she opened her claw back up that's when Mercer was blue then she see you guys see that shape go back into an orb 
and separate from her body and that orb kind of condenses down into a small reddish colored light Ipsena mm-hmm. slowly like as if ending a levitate spell drifts back is down this all in the is this all in the one round that this happens no each time I explain something new happening is a new okay so you guys didn't say anything so I just kept well, no, well that's why I'm asking <laughs> okay because as soon as that like as soon as that that red orb leaves her mm-hmm. so in that one round it, it shifts yep um Um, well, first, he's going to bonus action force cannon it. Because now it's a little red orb. And that's going to be a, uh, 27 to hit. I assume I hit it. Is that the uh, Eldritch Cannon again? Mm-hmm. Okay. For four points of damage this time. Okay. So you do hit it, and you see the orb shift back. Away from you guys, a ship ten feet, but it's still glowing. <laughs> Hold on, I'm not quite done yet. Um, not that I think this is going to matter, but uh, as an action, I'm going to scorching ray it. Okay. Um, 16? Yep. Okay. I know the two's going to miss it, so two race hit it. Sixes and a D8 on the first one. Three points of uh, fire damage on the first one. <laughs> oh, man. And ten points of fire damage on the second one. Oh, so yeah. 13 points of fire damage in total. Yep. And yeah. then right after that happens, Celine is going to cast Raxus's Chaos Bolt. Mm-hmm. Oh, two are definitely going to hit. Um, I'm assuming a 12 misses. Yeah. Okay. I gotta look to see what type of damage this is real quick. Ten points acid damage from the first one. Okay. Um, poison damage, which is going to be 16 points on the second one. Ow. Okay. Now I gotta get the book back out. Uh. <laughs> I had this all figured out. And then somebody had to go and do nasty oh. amounts of damage. It would be really fantastic if I killed the demon. True. What were those damages you did again? Uh, acid and poison. And fire. And force. Dang. Dang. Okay, so the force, obviously, I told you hit. Yep. Um, I assume the fire didn't work. The fire did hit it, and you actually got the impression that it not only hit it, but got absorbed into it. Okay, fire bad. Um, Magic the poison. The poison just kind of <laughs> hit 
exploded into a burst of poison and just dissipated. Completely unaffected. Um, what was the last one you said? Acid. Or, acid. sorry. Yeah, acid. Acid. Um, yeah, the acid hit. And uh, the glow kind of came down slightly and then built back up again. And Celine's like, if you got it, blast it. Ah! As you guys are continuously descending down <laughs> to the shit. Um, Celine's up? also starting to feel like uh, her staff is doing something weird. It's my time to shine! Esther rips her healing the star. staff yeah. is acting weird. Okay. Because... Didn't I tell you she had to attune to it? Yeah. Yeah. So she's, that connection to that attunement yeah. is triggering something in the back of her mind. Oh, yeah. She realizes it. She's like, oh, this, uh, okay. Not good. Esther rips a star off oh, no, of her no. coat. Not like a, uh, a bad feeling, like a, an energetic buildup sort yeah. of thing. What'd she do? Rips a star off her coat. And use a fifth level magic missile at the thing. Okay. The joys of chaos magic. You never know what you're gonna get. <laughs> it's like a box of chocolates. Thirty points of damage. Nice. Wow. Kablam! So you just see all these missiles. <laughs> Not today, Satan! Um, okay, so Celine attacked it, Mercer attacked it, Esther attacked it. Mm-hmm. Mercer looks at Locke. You doing anything? Come on, Demon. buddy. He goes, eh, okay. And you see what should be a lightning bolt. Turns out to look like uh, blue instead of white lightning. And you can tell he's changed it from shock to cold. Nice. And he just hits the thing. It goes back another 10 feet and kind of shimmer, uh, dims down a little bit and goes bright and he goes, okay, are we hurting it or are we just just tickling it? it? I I think you just I don't know. Give it all you got. Pull out all the stops. I did. By the way, don't use fire. Fire's bad. Um, yeah, I heard you say that. What do you think that was? Uh, it was. It looked. It I'm not looked about like... to swing a weapon at that thing. I don't know what the heck it can do. The back launches her javelin of returning at it. What's the range on that javelin? It's um, thirty feet. Yeah, thirty. Oh wait, how far away are we? For javelin, it's. Uh... I mean, it's thirty feet for the javelin. Well, you guys were fifty feet down, coming at an angle towards the ship, and it went up. 30 feet, so you guys were relatively close, but then it got pushed back at least another 20 feet. Uh-oh. So Mine's only 5 foot push. So... So, yeah, well, that's still, that'd be, I mean, realistically, you're talking 15, 20 feet difference. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you're, whether it's 20 or 30, she's right there with it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, and it's 30 to 120 feet, so... Right. So by this point, Esther's kind of uh, gotten down there, and he looks at Celine, or hey, Locke hey. looks at... Hmm? Zavak wanted to lob a javelin at it. I thought you said you were out of range. No. We just determined that we are. I am in range. Yeah, because if it's going up this way, we're coming down this way, that puts her within 20 feet. So 
Okay, okay, yeah, go way. ahead. Yeah. She can so, chucky chucky. 22 to hit. 22, that's a hit. Yes, it is. Um, I don't often use this one. Is it just a D6? It's a, it's a, um, it was 2D6. Oh, it is? Okay. Isn't that... Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. It's just the returning. So, yeah, it is just a D6 plus your strength. I could have sworn it was an arcing javelin. No, of I have the arcing javelin. Okay. She has the one the returning because she keeps losing her javelins. And that's, that's where Marson, right. or Marson, Marson, <laughs> what the? <laughs> Marson? I'm, I'm combining my evil twin brother. <laughs> it is. Actually, it says good brother, not, not evil. I was getting there. Where, where did we get, I know the M was Mercer. Where did the arson come from? Arson. Well, because he is an arsonist. Let's be honest. Oh! No. Yes. Yes, he is. That's lame. No. Funny, but lame. Hey, hey, like I said. Tracks, where man. did the name Marson come from? I, I don't know. I really don't. I, knew. <laughs> I swear I've had nothing to drink today. Right. Um, well, as you once put it, it's conically known that Mercer and James are bad with names. Yes. Fair. <laughs> He's right. Tell it! I tell you, I, I can tell you, I can remember Talon, hands down. <laughs> it was never his name. I know. His name was Hoothorn. Just like, uh, what, uh, Captain... Oh, no. I want to say Catapult. You're right. You're actually yes! right. This he time. got it. Awesome. Oh, what did I say the last time? Cannonball. Cannonball, that's right. See, man. You, no, the first you time you called him Corshanks, and that oh, wasn't gosh. even one of the names of any of the characters. That's, like, almost... Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> okay, so my first hit was 19, was nine points. Do I... Yeah, it, as soon as you cock back, man, it's right there, and you're I, like, Hoya! And I get my second attack, because I have two attacks <laughs> per round. Okay, so that first one was nine, and the second one is nothing because I missed. But the cool thing is, is you go, like, you're ready to go again, and it's right back in your hand again. That's yeah, that's right. the cool thing about it. You can't lose your javelin unless you put it down and leave it somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> so by this it. time, everybody's no, I... descended back down to the ship, and Lockdown looks over and goes, Mercer, Celine, Esther, get over here. Well, duh. So you guys all catch up with him. Mm-hmm. We're going to put you guys on here now. And he immediately looks at the three of you and goes, Okay. So any sort of anything that is divine, focus your mind on that. I'm about to teach you how to do this, and we're gonna all do it at the same time uh, and see if this works. Okay, cool, yeah. Let's she hangs on to the staff. Take your hands. Okay. Both hands. Yeah. Index fingers and thumbs. Put them together in the shape of a diamond. Okay, yeah. Point it up at him or okay. it or whatever that is. Make sure it's in the middle of the diamond. Okay. Focus on that divine energy and then whatever it is you think of when you go to shoot firebolt or poison spray or whatever cantrip spell you cast. What about divine spells? Like I have a cure wounds. Can I convert that? You're not converting. You're... you're Focusing on the concept of divine energy okay. rather than, in your case, Mercer, fire energy. Okay. Yeah. Sort of thing. And we're all going to try to do this hard light beam spell. Essentially, he's teaching you all how to cast the hard light beam cantrip okay. nice. spell. Um, which, give me a sec here and I can 
tell you exactly how that spell works. Um, Here's a question for you. Can Celine try to channel some of the staff into this to make it a little no. more potent? No. Worth a shot. So, pressing the tips of your thumbs and forefingers together into the shape of a diamond, you conjure up a weaponized blast of light, blasting it towards a creature within range. So, everybody gets a ranged spell attack against the target. I swear to God, if Zavak makes this and Esther does it, I don't think any of them are going to make it. Uh, I got a 16 and a 22. Those are both going to hit. I have no idea what I got because I can't remember how to do the freaking ranged spell attack. Um, it's your, uh, it's the attribute modifier plus your proficiency. So, in the instance of Zabak, it's just your proficiency modifier. Oh, no. Mr. Nike Esther. No, he's not teaching Zabak, he's teaching Esther. Oh, Esther. Oh. Esther does have an attribute modifier. Okay, Which so, is charisma. So, seven plus, let me write it, oh, zero. There's not, no way not, it's a zero. It's, uh, uh, oh, I'm looking at the back like a dumbass. Uh, ten. Uh, plus... So it would be a thirteen. Thirteen. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thirteen. Yeah, she rolls a seven. Her modifier's a three plus three. So technically, yes, that would hit. Ha <laughs> Nice. So all four of you get to roll a D. Well, wait a minute. You're all seventh level now. Yeah, so you? it should be two yeah. or whatever unless... No, it's... um... Fifth level. Or is it a separate beam? No, it's a single beam. It's just as you as the spell level is up, it's it switches back and forth between damage and push. Oh, okay. So, uh, so targets probably... are pushed ten feet away from you when you reach fifth level. So it's still a D eight, it's just they're also pushed ten feet away. Hmm. So between all four characters, so it'll be four D eight, and roll a D eight because you oh. get. Uh, from Celine and Mercer, it's a total of thirteen. And you do Plus. add your charisma modifier to it. Five. Five, and then locked on got three. Well, you normally don't get your modifier. Huh? You normally don't get your modifier added to spells. Yeah, that's right, that's right. I wish we did, because spells would be a lot nicer. I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself here. What did you roll for Esther? Five. Five damage. So we're at a total of 18 so far. 18, 19, 20. So 21, and then out of all four people, it gets pushed 40 feet away. And that's when the orb uh, shimmers all the way down to a dull shape. Mm -hmm. And when it opens up, you see... A four-armed, scaly-looking demon dragon creature oh, with jet black eyes. I don't want any part of this, man. <clears throat> it just looks down at everybody <coughs> and uh, slowly hovers back up the 40 feet from getting pushed away. Uh, and then juts all four arms out. I need dexterity saving throws from everybody. I'm not prepared for this. Oh, I'm golden. Oh, no. What'd you get? Uh, Mercer got a uh, 20... 
21. And Celine's going to get a 18. Okay, so the 18 will fail. The 21 oh, dang. exit. 18 fails? Yeah. Oh, man, Zavak and Esther had no chance. Okay. Lockdown also failed. So everybody who failed takes 48 points necrotic damage. Celine goes down. As soon as so does, it shoots so at Celine, so she feels her. You said she's standing there with the staff in her hand, right? Yeah. You said Esther goes down? Mm-hmm. Okay. Give me just a second. Um, she, she's sitting there holding the staff. She feels the blast of this thing as four. They're white orbs with blue flame on them that shoot down. But. <sighs> Uh, the people who got hit all go down and everything. And Celine just kind of feels herself fall down. And then like the old-fashioned Dracula movie when the coffin opens up and it just comes back up to her its feet. Mm-hmm. She comes back up and it goes to shoot it again but in the form of beams. And she just feels the staff go poof and straight out. And it's almost like any sort of divine energy in the staff shoots back in a beam. Heck yeah. And so there's two converging beams of radiant and necrotic energy going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Everybody on the ship is looking at Celine, including Lockdown, going, what the is going on? What is happening? Don't know if you can channel, channel. Focus on the divine, like you said. And she's just like... She's halfway confused by this herself. Yeah, that's why I said. She's just like, I don't know. Just channel on the divine. Keep going. Let's do this. <laughs> um, um, I don't let's see. Can you make a can you see with it? Uh, I don't know if it's gonna matter or not. But uh, since we just hit level seven, Mercer gets this uh, lovely ability called Flash of Genius. When you or another creature you can see within 30 feet makes an ability check, score, or saving throw, I can use my reaction as Mercer to add my intelligence modifier to that roll. Um, and I can use that feature a number of times equal to my intelligence modifier. Um, and I get them back when I use a long rest. Is there any way that I can be like, you got this, Celine, and give her essentially my modifier to help her in some uh-huh. fashion? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it's not a saving throw or an ability check. Oh, I'm just asking. It's just two opposing energies going back and forth. Um, Celine's body begins to glow with radiant energy to the point where both beams stop and this weird demon-dragon-looking creature just looks down at everybody and says, One day, one day... You will see me again. And a, some sort of weird tear in space opens up and he just backs up into it and it and closes. If Esther were conscious. What the? That glowing energy creates a burst of divine energy. No, thank you. Everybody's healed back to full. What? And Celine is now standing there with the staff. In her cha- in chainmail armor, holding a war hammer instead of a rapier. Bro, what? <laughs> Bro. 
my god, what happened? How are you not dead? How are we all not dead? Why do you look like that? Answer me, woman! I'll be honest with you, if I knew I'd tell you. Oh, fair enough. But, uh... Got nothing. Cool. Well, I can tell you, I feel more of a sense of divine connection. I was gonna say, than, uh, that was some divine intervention right there. Than I've, I've, you know, channeled before, so... That's pretty cool. However, I do feel like I, I want to get up in the face and smash some things now instead of stand back and... Keep you could chew there. You're feeling empowered? <laughs> I yeah, do. girl. I never thought I'd say that to you, my friend. Now, is she going to be using a shield as well? Oh, yes. Okay. So she's not going to be able to wield the staff. Correct. With the, okay. You're looking very fierce. She's like, I feel pretty fierce. Yeah. And that's the most those two characters have ever interacted. <laughs> kind of. No. Ah, yeah. They interact quite a bit when Esther first had a major crush on Lockdown. True, true. Now Esther's she, just She sits like, there yeah. and she, she kind of looks at, at uh, Esther and goes, Honestly? Yeah? I'll be honest with you, I think I could almost go toe-to-toe with Zabak right now. Bruh, you probably could. She's got, like, brain damage. I don't know what to do about it. Wait, wait. Can you fix Zabak? No, not I. Oh, like I said, it? my divine connection. Oh, yes. I don't remember where we left off at. <laughs> Basically, Celine had just been changed to a forge cleric. That's yes. right. <laughs> As James is sitting here rolling his hands over each other. Yes. 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 Sounding like some creepy keyboard. Yes, master. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. I had no idea you had that in buddy. Kayla said I do, I do a pretty good Igor. You do. <laughs> that, that should have been Mercer's voice from the beginning. Oh my gosh, yeah. I don't think I could, like, I don't think I could use Maybe it outside of just Yes, yeah. master. Yes. Well, for the longest time, you were sitting there going... I'm gonna kick you in your shins. Yeah. And then you just went back to sounding like James again. Yeah, voices is hard for me. <laughs> Although when he changed into a dragonborn in the last game, you went from you to a rough. Oh, this is gonna be bad. Yeah. <laughs> I will have my day. I will have my day. Uh, it's it, it's one of two things. It, it's either my character's gonna die beforehand, mm -hmm. or I'm gonna have my day. <coughs> do, 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 do. <sighs> All right. So. A couple of things have become kind of obvious. Mm -hmm. First thing you get, you can tell is, despite Beryl slowly getting stronger and his abilities maturing and everything, mm -hmm. it's also very obvious that he's quickly approaching that point where 
he needs to get back to the astral plane. So you're just from looking at him and what you know of arcane lore and the uh, the basics and everything. You're estimating roughly about three weeks. Um, based off what you're seeing on the map, it's going to take you about two weeks to get to the gates. Oh, man. Um, so you, you have a little bit of a week to play with, but don't don't try to don't try to push that too close to the edge at the risk of okay. others. Sing it. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So with that all being said, um, Mercer does what Mercer does best. Hmm. The lady who can eat the curses. Oh, she's gone. Where'd she go? You don't know, but in the midst of the chaos, the chaos and that fight against that weird creature, she took advantage of it as a distraction and disappeared. You were all focused on the, the, the thing up in the air. You didn't... Mercer sits there and is like, I'm going to hit her. <laughs> I still have three items left that need to be taken care of. <clears throat> Actually, I take it back. Two items. Two items. Two? Yeah, she took care of the map. Yeah. She, okay, map so. was early on. And then the Oni mask, the plate, and the battle axe. I have the onyx wolf and the brass lamp that still have to be tackled. Now, here's my question. Are the plate armor and the axe going to go straight to uh, Celine in her new class and everything? Uh, the plate armor... Well, first I need to clarify specifically what they are. Um, which... Um, Mercer will sit down and take a couple hours to study each of the items. Okay. So, I need to know what they are specifically. Okay, so which ones are we looking at? It'll be, well, the Oni Mask, the Plate Armor, and the Battle Axe. The others, he has, like, tucked in a bag inside a bag, and, you know. Okay. So, they don't so, accidentally get messed with. G given Celine's situation, well, I'll let you decide what you want to do. Um, so, the armor... Um, is called Armor of the Dark Court, and you were correct earlier, it functions just like demon armor, Okay. except the curse is gone. Uh, the only changes is that, um, well, the curse is gone, so it doesn't matter. If the curse had still been on there, the, the disadvantage against demons would have also applied to fey creatures. Yep. Um, okay, Oni Mask. The Oni Mask functions like a belt of hill giant strength. Oh, heck yeah, Mercer. Yeah. Mercer doesn't there do like... anything with strength, though. He does a little. but no, he, he, no, he doesn't. He does two. No! Like, one, once every blue moon, he'll, he'll swing at someone with something. No! What? He won't! No. <laughs> you have said on multiple occasions. The most physical the man gets is kicking I'm people. I'm Correct. Like range, a child! Which is perfect. Because now he can kick with an extra few points of damage. Oh my god. Yes! I win. Bruh. <laughs> Don't enable this behavior. This is all stuff that come right out of this book. Uh, this wasn't me. This... You are the DM. You have the final say. You have the book. You can just not tell us if certain things are in there. Oh, you have no idea how many times I have been the DM and not told you what could or could not be in these books. 
monster. There is a lot of stuff you that have you to, are not aware of. You need to enable Esther, not Mercer. And then we, you were talking the the, the battle axe. axe. Um, that functions like a berserker's axe, um, except this is a plus two weapon instead of a plus one. DMG page 155. Uh, spells. And the berserk, the uh, the axe is actually called blood render. So I'm yeah. guessing the axe either could go to Celine or to Zabak. Zabak has like 37 magical weapons, and she has the jawbone. I mean, she's good. <laughs> I was gonna offer you the arcing javelin on a on a rope. No, you don't have the arcing javelin. Mercer does. Oh, he traded you. That's right. You, you have the javelin, re- right? No. Yeah. You 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 have the returning javelin because Mercer's less like. Give me the arcing javelin. That's you right. can have the returning one because you keep losing them. Into the bag it goes. Fine. That's right. I remember. <laughs> I think I remember now. I don't really, but I'm going to trust you. Because thus far it hasn't gone badly. What? Okay, what page did you say that was on? Page 155. 155. Yeah, the demon armor absolutely goes to Celine. One fifty-five. That's also on page one fifty-five. Yeah, I knew. I knew what the the hill giant did. No, the Berserker's Axe. Yeah. It's on page 155. Plus one attack and bonus made with a weapon. In addition, when you tune to this weapon, your hit points maximum. <gasps> yeah, that's going. Uh, see, that, that's uh, See, that that's an axe. Uh, battle axe. Uh, why are you doing this to me today? Weapons. Oh, no. <laughs> There's something very wrong with Hero Forge right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the heck? It's a flesh wound. <laughs> yeah, and it, that's not a flesh wound. That's a holy freaking crap. Oh yeah, oh, that's. Next... I actually was gonna make myself a battle axe. <clears throat> yeah, she. Uh... What all does? Okay, so remind me. What all does that? that... Because like the only changes I have on here is that it's a plus two weapon instead of a plus so one. So generally a plus one. Um, and it's considered a magical weapon. In addition, when you attune to this weapon, your hit point maximum increases for one for each level uh, that you've attained. So I get an additional seven hit points, bringing her up to 68 hit points now. <laughs> oh, jeez. Talk about good timing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, and no neck. What is happening? See, I figured you were going to give the Oni Mask to Selene as well, because Hill Giant Strength. It goes Melee to combat. 19. Huh? It's a 19. Her Strength's an 18 already. It does no good. Still, that's one more. Well, okay. No, because you don't get a bonus from it. Yeah, okay. So, it's at this point, it's a wash. 
still, I don't see how Mercer's going to benefit from it. It's just because it's a mask. <laughs> I mean, that that's ultimately what it is. I mean, he had... He, he, he has, has like four freaking masks, though. Yeah, but only one of them is magical. Now he has two that are magical. And he's already a dragonborn, so he can stop acting like a dragon with the dragon mask. I was a good dragonborn. Yes. <laughs> now he actually does have a breath weapon. Um, <laughs> that he can use once a day. <laughs> so, yeah. <clears throat> Versus the one time and done, he can keep using it. So, Well, with the enchantment spell that Lockdown had put on him, he could use it over and over again for like a minute or an hour or something. Well, like yeah, but... I mean, he's not going to keep doing that. Plus, it's a short range. 30 feet? It's not that far. It's farther than what he could move. Well, yeah, but his other spells do more damage. This didn't use up spell slots. True. True. It was the equivalent to a cantrip, but it's a freaking breath weapon. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, there, there there's benefits to it. <clears throat> Now, if it, if it was, had it been any other uh, giant belt, um, I would have been hard-pressed either Selene or Zabak. Okay. Because Zabak's strength is already a 20, right? Mm, I think so. Probably. Oh, yeah. It's a 20. Yeah. yeah I, so I, I'm pretty sure everybody's gotten their key attribute up to 20 by now. No. Or close to it. Close. So, yeah. So, I mean... Oh, I take it back. Hill Giant's 21. You said she has a 20? You said Celine has an 18? Correct. So, if, if you have a 20 for Zabak, it'll go to... Absolutely. I brought these so many times, it never... I'm such a butthead, it never occurred to me to share with you. That's all right. Well, there was a few times where he would have said no anyway, because he said he was trying to cut back on certain foods. I mean, what was it? Uh, radishes you made a point of snacking on last time? Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. yeah. If you're trying to cut specifically, like, carbs out, pork rinds are a great snack because they have zero carbs in them. But, and I mean, it's a great way to get something crunchy in your system. Just I, don't do the excessive salty ones. Mm-hmm. And I think that's... Which is, which is the bad one? Saturated or unsaturated? Bad. Saturated, I think. I think you're right. I did. So, yeah. I guess, I guess if Zabak has a 20, then I will give it to Celine. Um... Because that'll actually make a difference for her. If it was a 19, yeah, Mercer would have held on to it. But, um... Okay. Yeah, that's all it does is strength score, so... Uh, Alright. So you guys have... So, in that, with that being said, um... Those all require... Attunement... Okay. So she gives Mercer back the ornithopter cane. Yeah, because she did have to attune to that. And she's going to give him the staff of healing. Because it requires attunement. Yeah. 
Yeah, I did tell you that. The the healing staff did officially transform into a staff of healing. Yes. And um And right now with um It's gonna be one of those things like um He's gonna cycle items as he sees fit. Um, because he has the hat and the coat from Scarlet, which are attunable items. So mm-hmm. that's two of his three. Wait, 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 wait. I thought Esther still had the coat. Nope. No. When nope. Esther got the robe of stars, she oh, gave the coat that's right, that's to right. Mercer. It was another one of those things Mercer walks up. Which reminds me, Celine does still have the robe of many items. Yeah. Cool. Um, that's just packed away at the moment. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was another one of those moments where, you know, Mercer has the item, realizes what it is, and goes, you're going to give me this for this. <laughs> no. Um, and then his his winged boots that he had, or not, well, they're not winged boots, but they are the, the, the infusion. The teleport that's, boots? Yeah, that's another uh, uh, attunable item. So he will... He had to attune to something he there, made? There are some magical items that he can infuse that mm-hmm. make them, but they require attunement. So... Um, well, he hasn't really been using the boots except for that one time. Correct. Then... And he's going to unattune from those and un- you know uninfuse it. Mm-hmm. And he's going to put his infusion somewhere else. Oh, okay. Um... So that frees up a attunement slot for him. Mm-hmm. And so he will go ahead and attune to the staff. Okay. He'll he'll carry it. Basically, he'll have it attached to his bag. Mm-hmm. So that way it's, um, you know, right there when he needs it. All right. <clears throat> so give me a minute to update Celine's. And what was, what was the axe's name called again? Blood Render. Okay. Now you do still have the other items. Whether or not you choose to use them is completely up to you. Correct. Uh, for the moment, because those are more in line with her character now, um, those are going to be the items she attunes to. No, no, I'm just saying in general, you still have the other items you got from the Correct. library. Yep. Um, and this next part, I'm just it's just going to be me explaining stuff. Um, you know that I already told you. You know you have about two weeks to try to get to the gates, so time is of the essence, and you only have about three weeks before something really really bad happens with um, he dies with Barrel. Well, if it happens on the material plane, it's a cataclysmic explosion of <clears throat> cosmic energy. That could nearly destroy all of existence. Well, we always said, Mercer always said, you know, the bigger the boom, the better the day. Amen. Woo! Well, that's, uh, the, that's the best day he ever had, because it's the last one he had. <laughs> almost makes me wonder if Mercer's going to try to get to the plane of fire at some point. Oh, no. Oh. We'll just, you know, so try to figure a way to, you know, take the plane of fire, mix it with the plane of water. To create the plane of steam. You know, the, the quick, you know, the sudden influx of hot to cold causes a, you know, some temporal disturbance. Mm. 
Everything's been steam baked. <laughs> Sess would have a heyday. Oh yeah, Sess would love it. Uh, all right. So the other thing you guys know is that the voyage that you are taking at this point, um, based off some quick little uh, calculations and everything. Hal has determined that you guys are officially west of the Golden Archipelago. Mm. So the library must have drifted past the archipelago, long past it. And you guys are going into unknown territory, so to speak. So over the course of the next few days, you guys are going to need to... Assuming there isn't anything else you guys want to do in that time period, um, there's going to be some sailing checks going on as you are navigating the unknown. I don't want to do that. <clears throat> Is there anything anybody wants to do? Or have you guys pretty much done all of it already? Pretty much done all of it. <sighs> I think, yeah, I think we're pretty much there at the moment. Okay. Um, alright. So, let's see here. Uh, all right, so it's going to be at least five days. So on day one, um, the first thing you guys notice as far as uh, conditions are concerned. Um, you cross paths with a huge group of migrating animals, everything from seabirds, flying fish, and the occasional whale that is creating complications for sailing. Um, anybody who wants to try to make the sailing easier can try an animal handling check. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Is there anything bad if we decide, like, if we decide not to, or if we decide to help, knowing that we're not really good with dealing with animals, would that cause a negative to us? Would it be better to be left alone? Um, for the condition, no. Okay. You just—it's one of those. We have three weeks. Zabat got a sixteen, and Esther got a thirteen. Those are both going to pass. Oh, nice. Wait, you say a thirteen? Yeah. Okay, the thirteen is a fail. Uh, Mercer's going to use his uh, once a day automatically succeed on his check. Nice. Okay. Uh, and uh, at the same time, he's going to use his reaction to because of the check, give her a plus five to her save, um, and that's going to bring it up to a 17. <laughs> so three out of four, success. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, just to clarify, Lockdown has, now that you guys aren't in the library, has taken more of a sort of like a backseat role instead of being one of the primary people who travels with you guys, he's doing more research and ship work and such. 
for the time being, trying to help out with the ship as much as he can. Okay. The the given extent of um, being aged and going through an extensive amount of chaos and stuff has taken its toll on the taken its toll on him from a psychological perspective. Aww. So he needs time to kind of cool down the engines and reset a little bit. Fair. Now, in the midst of doing this. <clears throat> And getting the animals out of the way. Um, who rolled the highest? It was a 17 for Celine, right? Celine notices a dragonborn veteran on the back of a wyvern that's flying overhead. Um, the veteran is immediately recognized as a scout for Lux patrolling the region to ensure everyone is paying the dragon her proper due. This tells you guys that you are on the dragon's coin right now. Um, you guys are flying a flag, so the veteran flies by, does a circle around, you notice that he sees the ship, looks at all of you and goes, safe travels, and takes off. Right. Or sure, wait till he's like good in the distance. Uh-huh. Lips him off. Yep. Screw you, mother- Now, if you guys didn't have that uh, that flag, he was going to land on your ship and be like, you're on the dragon's coin. Pay the toll. Oof. <laughs> See you later. Uh, That's right. what would have happened. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything else for that day you guys are going to choose to do? Uh, Mercer and Celine will take a moment to go down to the Arcanium. Okay. They will return everything that they had. <laughs> okay. And then they will collect a new one. Collect a new item each? Yep. Alright. Let me get to that real Esther quick. will tend to her little skid farm. Um, she does find out of the five plants four of them are ready for harvest before the next round comes up nice okay let's see here do 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 as far as the items go for Celine and Mercer (laughs) of course Mercer finds a uh a piece of rope that will allow him to cast catapult one time. <laughs> Such a cliche. Well, if the shoe fits. Where? Uh-huh. And oh. Well, isn't this a really good one for Celine? She finds a um a uh, a brass ring, like a larger brass ring, mm-hmm. about 3 inches in Diameter. Yep. Allows her to cast protection from evil and good one time. Ooh, nice. <clears throat> Did Zabak and Esther return their items from the Arcanum back? Yeah. Okay. Are you guys gonna go and No, because I never I end up never using anything I get out of there, so it's kinda like what's the point? Okay. Alright. Is there anything else, or are we going into the next day? Next day. Oh. Alright. So going into the next day... Oh. One of the things that the next... Okay. 
day. <laughs> um, Celine will um, prepare of her first uh, level spell slots just specifically for today. Um, identify. Okay. And she will identify the Onyx Wolf and the um, Brass Bottle. Oh, as far as like yeah, the, so, the so curses on them? So yeah, to know what exactly it is. So instead of having to sit there and try to study it and potentially mess with the this it will be the identified. third time, James, that I have had to open this book up that we have been trying for weeks now to be done with. Ah, it just keeps pulling you back. Okay, you back. so the Onyx Wolf is going to function like an Onyx Dog from the Dungeon Master's Guide on page 170. Okay, Onyx Wolf, or Onyx Dog, I mean. Mm-hmm. However... It transforms into an onyx werewolf every full moon. Well, we'll keep that in the other plane of existence. <laughs> okay, and brass lamp. Brass lamp is going to function like an Ifridi bottle. Dungeon Master's Guide, page 167. Okay. I'm not going to tell you what the curse is on that one. Oh, we're, before we even mess with that thing, it's getting uncursed. So it goes, so she's like, okay, these will do. We're not messing with this one. You put it back in your bag, and then that bag goes inside your bag holding. He's like, got it. Remember, he's not looking up at her. He's looking at her, because he's a medium creature now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the other thing, uh, you brought that up and it reminded me of one other thing. Um, when Mercer goes to sleep that night, this isn't a saving throw, but I need you to roll as if you were making a wisdom saving throw and tell me what you got. Okay, it's nothing necessarily bad. Um, I'm not going to make it. I unless, unless the save is super low, I'm not going to. It, well, no, that's what I'm saying. It's not a save. I'm just having you roll as if it was a save. Because I just, I want to know what the roll was. That's that's going to be an eight. An eight? Okay. So in the midst of him being asleep and dreaming, he, regardless of what the dream is, constantly sees one consistency, which is some sort of... I'm trying to think how best to word this, because I don't want... I don't want Mercer to get be getting nervous, and I don't want James to be starting to raise red flags here. But it's a darker cloaked figure. Oh no! That he only sees brief glimpses of. So it's an outline of a humanoid figure, but it's almost like it's encompassed in shadow or something, and it only is a split second. Like, what's his name? I forgot his name. Start with an M. Um, the ghost that I, I that would Magnus. Magnus. Do like do I like do I like pop awake? No. Okay. So like in my dreams, he's like, I'm like Magnus, uh, blowing up things, making golems. Ah, yes. 
Alright, so next day. Am I done with this book now? Hold on, let me double check, make sure I don't need anything else. Uh... Done with that book! <laughs> You're just screwing with me now. Yeah, I don't need it. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> okay, so you guys are all woken up the next day from the sound of heavy rain. Um, as you guys get up to the main deck, you immediately realize that the rain has, first off, created a light obscurity of view, and secondly, it has caused the decks to become excessively slick. Um, so everybody will be taking disadvantage on dexterity-based ability checks. Oh, no. Um, if at any point you feel like you need to make the dash action... You need to make a dexterity saving throw or risk falling prone. Uh, da, 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 da. And in the midst of trying to work your way around onto the ship to do the usual stuff, um, everybody give me a perception check. Oh no! Esther is... I just need to know who got the highest. Mercer got a natural 20 with a total of 21. Okay. Uh, yeah. Celine? Uh, she got an 8. <laughs> okay. Esther and back. This isn't one of our skill checks for the sailing thing, is it? Technically it is, but it's a good one. I, the perception check is not part of it. That's what I'm asking. Okay, yeah, yeah. no. The perception check's not part of it. Because if it is, I'm giving the five. If it's yeah, no. not towards it, I know. Don't worry about that. What did Esther and Zabak get? Esther has overindulged in skid and is too stoned to function. And Zabak? Zabak got a nine. Nine, okay. So it would make sense that Mercer was the one to capture this. Um, Mercer spots a wrecked ship off the port bow that had hit a small area of sharp reefs and rocks in the water. And based off what he knows of everything he's learned up to this point of this voyage, where there's a wreck, there's loot! How? Off to the ship. (laughs) Okay, so anybody wanting to try to get onto the wrecked ship needs to do a athletics check I need an athletics check to force their way in, a history check to locate the item and the value, and a sleight of hand check to remove the delicate items without destroying them. So first things first, athletics oh. check to get onto the wreck safely. So Mercer, oh. oh heck yeah. Man, I wasted that roll. The back would be really good for this. You know, if I had the, the Oni mask on Mercer, it would have helped out just that well, much Zabak more. Well, got a natural 20. <laughs> okay, so the back makes it no problem. Mercer He's got like, an 18. What are you doing? Uh, Mercer makes it... Uh, Celine got a 16. Celine makes it. Esther? She rolled a 19 plus... Oh yeah, you made it. I got it with my 18. I know, I know. Yeah, so all four of you make it over there. Um, next is a history check to search and locate the valuable items as well as recognize the value of the item. Okay, so Celine got a... Uh, 12 
Mercer got an 18. Um, and if it was magical in nature, he would have had advantage had he been a gnome. You said a what and a what? An 18 and a 12. The 12 did not make it. The 18 did make it. Esther and Zabak. Oh, that's right. Oof. Oof. The highest I rolled was an 8. So, okay, not so, to make any of that. No. Yeah, I know. Um, alright. So, whoop, excuse me, little, little girl. Now I get to do my, uh, triple D12s. The item you found was the skeleton of a sea monster. So it's a safe bet to say that this ship was also attacked. Okay. Um, the majority within the monster that you find... Is um, silver pieces, but you also notice a potion within the silver pieces. Okay, uh, I, I assume it's going to be a sleight of hand to take it all. Yes. Okay. Mercer with his greedy little fingers goes in for it. He's going to give himself his plus five. So that's going to be 15. 15? Yep. He gets a hold of it. Oh. Yes. So he finds... Well, at this point you guys make your way back to your ship because you have all the silver pieces, and the potion. Um, all in all, he finds 143 pieces of silver. Okay. And a potion. Ooh. Uh, what color is the potion? It is a red liquid, um, but unlike most red liquids, this one has swirls of orange that distinctively don't mix with the red, and it looks slightly... Carbonated, so bubbly. Soda pop. Oh. Um, okay. Uh, <coughs> he'll take a moment to discern the potion. Like, it'll take him an hour, but he takes the hour to figure out what the potion is. Okay. I'm not going to make him roll or do anything. As soon as he starts checking it out, Mercer's immediately going down that path of. I think I'm familiar with this. Yeah, I, I, that, that, yep, that's familiar. Yep, that's familiar. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a potion of fire resistance. Nice. <laughs> I could see anybody else on the ship going, so uh, you're going to give that to one of us the next time you decide you're going to catapult kaboom, right? No, because I got resistance with the shield. This gives me immunity. <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. In fact, no. I'm fairly certain that's not how that works. No, he, uh... Mercer does what Mercer does best. Potion's up for auction. Can I get one silver? One silver, one silver, one silver. Two silver, two silver. <laughs> no, he's like, who needs it? I don't have a use for it. Celine, Esther, hey, Esther. Celine's resistant to fire too. 
as a Forge Cleric. Oh, okay. Um, so, she's like, I really don't need it either. Okay. So, in the midst of all of this, um, I am going to have everybody make one dexterity check um, due to the heavy rain. Uh! Esther's overboard. Nope, nobody's going to go overboard. Okay, what's going to happen with a one, though? A one? Yeah, man. You, you fall on your butt at some point from slipping on the deck. Ah! Someone goes right with you. We ah! actually, we, we, we think we're walking, and we actually collide into each other, and that's why we fall over. There you go. I rolled a Celine rolled a one too. Um, nah, you see, you, she you're sees only supposed Esther to roll a one, her. not a one and a two. No, no, she rolled a one two. No. <laughs> and uh, Mercer got a uh, thirteen. Thirteen's fine. What did uh, Zabak get? Zabak actually got um, Dex, right? Uh huh. That's gonna be a nineteen, my guy. Ooh. Yeah, she's sturdy. Alright, so that is day number two. I told you guys... Did I tell you guys five days? Mm. Alright, well we're going to make it... Not including the day that you guys were on when you first got back down to the ship. We're going to drop it down to three days so we can move on. So, third day... Immediately off the back, you guys start to notice the morning fog rolling in, but um, it, it, it seems to be a little bit more consistent than normal. And let's see here. Sea conditions. An unusual storm starts to come in. Uh-oh. This is going to be very interesting. I need to take a closer look at this. So, at any given moment, when the storm it looks like it's rolling in, mm-hmm. we can see it. Celine is instantly going to take some rope, tie it to the mast, tie it around her waist, so she has like a, a lifeline. Uh, yeah. Okay. She's like, I know. That's actually a thing. <laughs> yes, correct. Now, as the rain and the wind start to go in, the storm is also manifesting a random uh, effect. Anybody who is a spellcaster immediately knows that this storm is not a normal storm. It is a storm that is imbued by magic. Oh, crap. Guys, this is bad. (sighs) As you guys get caught up in the middle of it, nothing distinctively bad is is happening to you, but you're noticing that the lightning isn't just your standard lightning. It's very multicolored and prismatic colored. Oh, no. And everybody who is a spellcaster feels like their spellcasting ability, first level or higher, is... I don't want to say empowered, but, like, there's more to their spellcasting. It has more gusto than usual. Nice. Well, not, not necessarily anything more, but just something else as well. Okay. Oh, you mean like Wild Magic Surge? Moving on. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Hey, uh, Mercer knows enough about Wild Magic Surges to get the inkling of, like, I know this stuff. This is bad. 
All right, so in the midst of this storm, <laughs> off in the distance, you see another ship trying to make their way through the storm as well. Nice. And um, in the distance, um, give me perception checks. I don't want to. Uh, is going to be an 11. Oh, no. Esther is still too t- too still to perceive even her own existence. Eleven with a natural twenty. Eleven and twenty will make it. Eleven. Eleven will make it. What? What did Esther get? She rolled like a two. She's too stoned to perceive. She's herself. like sitting on the front of the ship, just hanging on for dear life. No, 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 no. She's below decks. She's not. Uh. Uh-uh. She's not going out in public like that. No. She's so she's just in her hammock swinging back and forth. <laughs> it's a roller coaster. No. She's just in there. Her guts up. No. She's just down there chilling on the hammock, reading a book. Yeah, but the ship's not exactly sailing steady right now. It's... Uh, she's, she's just stoned to realize that she needs to like get out of the hammock swinging all over the place. So she's like... Cocooned herself inside, clinging for dear life. Like, oh. Probably at some point, one of the waves crashed. It was just in the right momentum that it sat there and looped a couple times. Yeah, so <laughs> she's, she's like, stuck. She's stuck in there. Crap. Help! Help! <laughs> so those of you who made above a ten, notice that the uh, the other ship is kind of flagging towards you. What type um, of uh, sails are they flying? Um, or flags are they flying? It's a, you can tell it's a trade ship, a merchant ship. Okay. Marshall's like, onward. Are you going up to the ship then? Yeah. If, okay. it's, if it looks like it's a merchant or trade, mm-hmm. yes. If it was a pirate's, I'm going to sink it. As you guys get closer, you also can distinctively uh, pick out of the crew seven, at least seven lizard folk. And you can tell that they are led... Like the one who's in charge of the ship is a Yuntai pureblood. Oh. Um, so as you guys get closer, they, both your crew and their crew, toss ropes up to both sides to help kind of lash the ships together enough. Mm-hmm. Um, right off the bat, they are willing to do trade or sale of anything listed. From the player's handbook. Um, if you're looking for anything else beyond that, uh, you need to let me know. <laughs> if there was a way to do it without it costing an arm and a leg, I would absolutely love to be able to create a set of custom um, miniatures of our crew. Especially since the next chapter of this entire game is the continuation of this game. It's yeah. like th- these are still our characters. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, as far as stuff beyond what's in the player's handbook, there is a chance they might carry other stuff that's either common or uncommon. I do ask them what they have to trade. I want to know. What I just told you. I'm not going to list off every single thing because we'll be here all night. (laughs) Okay, let me ask this. Specifically, common or uncommon? Uh, 
really either. I mean, like, they're... Well, I, I'm putting the ball in your court because this is your guys' chance to see if you can or cannot get your hands on something. So, one of the things I ask the merchants is, what's the chance that they have a sentinel shield? Hmm. They start ruffling around in the few crates and barrels that they have of trade stuff. I was going to give you a 45% or above. I rolled an 88. And they're, they're, they're searching around and you finally hear one of them go, It's over here! I got it! I got it! And it's a round shield. And it has car. It's like it's a metal shield, but it's got almost like carvings on it. Mm-hmm. And it's like two squares that are turned, so it's like diamond and diamond shape. Yep. With another circle in the middle, but then the outer ring almost looks like it's uh, carved to look like an arcane circle mm-hmm. of some kind. Yep. And I gotta check one other thing here real quick. Okay. What's the price say on the DMG there for the... It's an uncommon, so that's going to put it in the range of, like, uh, like I think upward, like, 250 to 500 gold, I think, if I remember correctly. You would think that little table was somewhere on this... It is not. On this Dungeon Master screen. Not the not the dungeon in a box one. The actual D and D. It's it's not so uncommon is a hundred gold to five hundred gold. Okay. A hundred to five hundred. Yeah, they the the way that they did. I don't like the way they did five E magical items. So like common is like fifty to a hundred. Uncommon is one hundred and one to five hundred. Rare is five hundred one to five thousand. Very rare is five thousand and one to fifty thousand. Legendary is 50,001 plus. So it really depends on the economy of your world. Is it high in magical items? Is it low in magical items? If it's low, of course, you're going to go way up on the high scale. If it's, mm-hmm. you know, so on and so forth. If they're a dime a dozen, then. Okay. They didn't just specifically say, oh, yes, this, this item is 34,495 gold, like they did in other editions. Right. Now, just as he. Uh walks up over to the edge and stuff and he gets ready to start trying to haggle with you. Another one walks over, turns their back and sort of like one of those we need to talk for a moment or sort of thing whispers something in his ear and then walks away. And you just see the the other lizard folk look off to the side like he's listening. Can I make a perception? Okay. Can I make a perception check to see if I heard what they said? Sure. That's a five. Yeah, I rolled a 16. You haven't got a clue what they said. <laughs> he goes, okay. Ah, uh, shield. Yes. Um, normally, we, we sell these for a bit higher price, but I, I cut 100 gold off for you. 300 gold. What about trading for a couple magical items? What do you have? I have an onyx wolf. And I have an Afriti bottle. Ooh. Hmm. Which are definitely higher value than what you're offering. Yes, that also raises red flags. Why, why give something so valuable for something so 
Not valuable. Well, this is just the first item I'm looking for. I could also use some potions of healing. Very valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, potentially potions of haste would be great. Um, if you have such an item. Uh, you know, I'm looking for kind of a one nicer object for a multitude of other little guys. Uh, hmm. The... the... The, the 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 haste potion thing, never heard of that. So the odds of having that is very very small. Very Understandable. Small. The healing potions we get those, we we get those in trades all the time. What kind are you looking for? Uh, the best one you got. I mean, like, literally, I'll give you one of the items mm-hmm. for the shield and however many uh, medium grade healing potions. Um, You'll give me an exchange. Hmm, hmm. Let me uh, let me take a look at our inventory here, and I will see what I have as far as healing potions go. Uh, he he ruffles around in them a little bit. He goes, "Well, right off the bat, pulls out a smaller box, pops it open, and you see six potions in there." He goes, "These are your your regular." healing potions, mm-hmm. the simple stuff. Pulls out two more bottles and he goes, now this is a, a greater healing potion. And this, this very rare, this is your supreme healing potion. So let's 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 talk uh, the greater healing one. You just, okay. got, you just got the one of those? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what would we say? The shield, that... Three uncommons for your choice of the Onyx Wolf or the Efriti bottle. I'm going to give you the option to choose which one you want. You want the shield, you want the greater healing potion, and you only want three of the normal potions. I'll take all six if you're willing to make it all six. For for either a, a wolf or a bottle. Yes. What, what does the, 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 the wolf do? Uh, it allows you to summon a dog. It's, it's a little object, or it's a little statuette that allows you to summon a dog. It lasts for, and I explain the item out. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it takes so many days and then you can summon the dog again. <clears throat> and then I explain the Afriti bottle. The, the Afriti bottle, he's like, like right as you start to explain, he goes, "We will take the bottle, the okay. free tea bottle, absolutely." Okay. So he hands off the shield. He hands you the small box of the potions, yep. and he hands you the greater potion. Yep. And he, oh, oh, this be, this be very good. All right. So there is a slight bit of a deception insight thing here going on. So you do need to give me an incep- a deception check. You probably got it. Uh, that's going to be... And just for kicks and giggles, I'm going to do my Flash of Genius as well. Um, so that's going to be an 18. Nice. Yeah, you beat him by 10. He got an 8. So he's just looking at this thing going, Genie <laughs> bottle. Well, very good. Very good. We are going to... Uh, Break off and try to get through this storm as quickly. I wish you safe travels. You as well. Oh, 
we give one of these to every person that we do trades with as a gift of a way of saying thank you in ah. the lizard folk culture. Here you go. It's called a blood wine. Blood wine. Yes. Appreciate it. Thank it, you. It comes from a very rare fruit off of our island. God. In appreciation. And they start pulling the ropes off. And they set sail. Trying to get through that storm again. Bye-bye. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to learn more about us, you can find us on Facebook at The LARP Channel. Until next time, stay safe and have fun.